back when I created my first book, my editor often contacted me and asked me to rewrite whole sections because they didn't sound like me. She told me they sounded far too robotic and, and really just too scientific for my average reader. Has that ever happened to you? A time when you lost your you-ness when you were creating content in your business? If so, you'll want to lean in and take a really good listen to today's episode because our expert guest is going to share how she creates content mindfully in alignment with her energy and values and how you can do the same. Have you ever felt like there was something missing in your business? Something holding you back from the success you're seeking? If so, you are not alone. For nearly 20 years, that's exactly how I felt as a business owner. It wasn't until I discovered human design that it all became clear. And it turns out that I was the missing piece in my own business. Join me on this journey of discovering the real me and hear stories from other business owners building businesses around all of their awesomeness. I'm Young Pratt, and it's time, my friend, to amplify your awesome. Hey there, Amplifiers, and welcome back to the show. I am so glad you are tuning in for today's episode because I have a guest that is going to help you so much if content is something that you often lose yourself in. Let me tell you about our guest, Marissa Raymond. She has, she's a multi-passionate entrepreneur for one. She's an expat living in France. She's lived there now for 12 years and she is just an incredible human being. So let me tell you a little bit more about her. Marissa is a playful parent coach, yoga teacher, board certified genetic counselor, EFT practitioner, and playful discipline specialist. Marissa, we always have the best conversations. This is the first time I'm, we get to have this conversation on the podcast, and I am so excited you are here today. Welcome. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here too, Young. Thank you so much for having me. Can you take us back and share with us kind of how you got here and how you got to be a playful parent coach amongst all the other things that you do? Yeah. Um, I mean, we all have our stories, right? And um, so... We, um, when we decided to move to France for my husband's job, he's an astronomer and got a position at the university here. And we had a two-year-old, we were living in Colorado. I loved my job as a genetic counselor, um, a pediatric genetic counselor. And we got to France and they were like, oh, it'll be so easy for you to find a job because you have this huge education. And all the doors were shut, right? It's like the classic immigrant story. Um, my diploma was an American diploma, not a French diploma. So I was going to have to kind of jump through all of these hoops that really weren't, um, I, I don't want to say appropriate, but not the right word, but they really weren't aligned with what my family needed. I had a two-year-old, the um, program was on the other side of France. <laughs> like I'm not doing the back and forth six hours on a train every week. Um, it just wasn't going to happen. So um, I spent a couple of years trying to be a stay-at-home mom. I had another kid uh, and trying to, you know, you have this identity, especially when you've gone through all of this education of like, I have to work. <laughs> I have to like use my education. I'm paying for the, still paying my student loans. I have to like be making money. 
Um, and so I was teaching English, doing all the things that like I could do. And eventually I had a burnout and um, my doctor was basically like, you're going to either be hospitalized or you have to like get your stuff together. <laughs> uh, and so in that healing process, I started going back to yoga, which I had done when we lived in Colorado. Um, I found an acupuncturist, which was a whole nother story here because um, it's different here. And slowly, <laughs> as we know, like we want to jump in, we get super impatient, like go, go, go. Um, it was a really long process, but um, slowly by practicing yoga, I started practicing with my kids. People started asking me if I taught yoga to kids. Uh, and so I started teaching yoga to children and then I really just found my way little by little, um, through this process of kind of what's, what's next, like I've done this, what's next. <laughs> and so, um, all of those things like EFT, I was doing that kind of as part of my healing as well. And then felt like I'm just going to get certified so that I can hold myself accountable to doing the practice. Even the, the yoga certification at first was like, I'm not showing up on my mat every day. And if I do a yoga certification program, then I'll show up on my mat every day, <laughs> like all those things. And when I hit 40 a few years ago, I think it just, it just sort of, sort of starts to connect. Like the dots started connecting. I started seeing how all the pieces fit together it made sense that I fully wholeheartedly believe that we are all unique beings. I believe our children are unique. I believe they're here to teach us what we need to learn sometimes, why they push our buttons. That's why I went into genetics, right? Because I wanted to talk to people about their unique children and how to, how to navigate um, parenting and and the medical community, the medical field with a unique child. So it all made sense. And I was like, what? <laughs> like the light bulb went off. Um, and the playful part is because, uh, you know, again, I guess part of my healing, I realized how serious I was being, how much fun I was sucking out of <laughs> things. And just Mary Poppins popped into my head, right? Like find the fun and snap the jobs a game. And so I really started just getting more playful in everything I did. And it made things feel so much easier, um, including creating my content, <laughs> which is like why we're here, what we're talking about, right? Like um, that was a big part of it. Like, why am I making this so hard? What if this could be fun and easy? Yeah, and your story is one that I hear often that, we go into life thinking we're going to do one thing. We get the degree or the degrees and we think we're going to do this thing or we feel obligated to do this thing because we spent so much time, so much money learning these things. And then when you don't do them, there's this feeling of, gosh, I'm disappointing other people and I've, I've disappointed myself. I thought I wanted to do this. But then you discover that there are so many other things out there that can also grab your attention that when you incorporate them into the original plan, all of a sudden there is that light bulb moment where, people, where you think, whoa, how did that happen? All those twists and turns I had to take in order to get here, all those challenges, all those self-doubts, all of a sudden one day you wake up and think, it makes total sense. I love yeah. it because 
you know, entrepreneurship is definitely not a straight road. It has many ups and downs and backwards steps, a lot of backwards steps before you move forward and, and sideways and all sorts of different patterns that we go through in our businesses. So I love that you shared that story and that it's okay. We can take all the experiences we have and the fact that you showed up for yourself because you wanted to hold yourself accountable. So that looked like getting certified so that you would do the thing. You know, yeah. for, some, for a lot of us, yeah, we, we like the accountability of that, of, of saying, okay, I'm agreeing to do this. I'm agreeing to do this thing. And here's what that's going to look like. So I, I love that you, you were that kind of person who wanted that step-by-step, step. you know, cause, cause for me, I think I sometimes like try things and do things and I, I've never gotten to the point where I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do this. So I, I just love hearing these stories because it really just goes to show there's so many ways to build a business and every single step we take in life can lead us to the place where this business all of a sudden feels in alignment. I, I love what you're saying too, because I think like it, it all becomes about our identity, right? And so part of my accountability was like, I'm a really good student. That was my identity. Like I've got two master's degrees. I like, you know, have these, so yeah, of course, if you tell me what to do, I can like show up and do it. <laughs> but if I have to hold myself accountable and show up when <laughs> I can't. Um, and I think that's why we show up for our children in different ways too, right? It's like, oh yeah, like they're constantly asking me to do things. <laughs> so of course I'm going to show up for them. <laughs> they're asking for something again. To do things. Amazing. Right, again. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. have to be fed again. Again. <laughs> yeah, totally. So good. And yeah, and the idea of the identity, we get so wrapped up in who we think we need to be or who we've groomed ourselves to be or who, what society thinks we need to be when if we were just to allow the process to happen, to trust that we're going on all these different paths for a reason. We're called a certain way for a reason. We're drawn to certain things because that needs to be part of our experience, which we can then wrap up and share in everything that we do. Yeah, exactly. And it's so, like, I love that we are living in an age where more and more people are recognizing that and able to show up that way. And you and I met, um, you know, through this human design experience and experiment where it really was about learning who you were and how you make decisions and how, what you're meant to do and how you're meant to do them. Um, and I struggled for a really, really long time in my business about like, well, what do I call myself? Because I am multi-passionate and people just wanted to know, like, what do you do? Um, <laughs> and so, you know, I, it, that was a big part of my fight was like, I don't know what to call myself. And so I love that, like, I can now be introduced on a podcast of like, she's multi-passionate and does all these things. And it like seems normal because we're all seeing how we are more than one thing we're, and we're more than what we do. Yeah. And, and that's such a good reminder to myself too, because for a long time, I tried to separate the business self from the work self, because I was sort of taught and molded to understand that they are different things. Your, your work that you do is not who you are. So they really need to be separate. So for a long time, I was going about business trying to separate my personality and my quirkiness and just all the things that I love and not show that to the people that I was serving. But in the process, I did myself a huge disservice because 
people then couldn't differentiate what I was offering from somebody else because they didn't know me, the business owner. They couldn't relate to me because I had extracted myself so much. So when I came to human design, it was that another light bulb moment where I thought, well, all this time I've been missing. There hasn't been any of me. I've just tried to take someone else's map and follow it exactly. And that's not the map I need to follow. I need to create my own map. So, and that really brings us to talking about content because I wanna know for a lot of people, content is sort of this thing you have to do. Like I have to create these social posts. I have to send out an email newsletter because someone told me to do this, right? Or yeah. I've learned it. It's, it's just something you do as a marketer. So I wanna talk about how your process is a little bit different because you create from a place of being mindful because that's something that I think is missing in a lot of the teaching of content out there in the world. There's a lot of a lot of talk about other things, about just do these things, just follow these rules. But because you're doing it also in alignment with your energy, and of course you're gonna throw some play into it because that's part of who you are as well. Can you unfold your process for us? And then we can we can dive into some more after that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've played around with a lot of different things. And so there's a lot of different ways of doing this depending on um, how, what feels right and aligned for you. <laughs> so I can share what I've sort of come, what feels right and aligned for me. Uh, but I'm happy to talk about sort of other ways that you can look at the process as well. So for me, what I really, I struggled with was trying to be put on like my smart hat, my content hat, my like, what do they want to hear? What can, what you were saying, like kind of taking that away, me away from it and trying to, um, to anticipate and plan and batch content and what I realized with parents, and I think COVID kind of hit us all over the head with this, right, is that what is going on today in our life is not what two weeks from now is going to feel like. So when I was trying to batch content with the like telling stories about what I was, what I thought they would want to hear two weeks from now, it just didn't feel aligned when I would see that newsletter come out. I'm like, wait a minute, that story happened two weeks ago and like, or a month ago. And it doesn't, it's not true anymore. Uh, and so that part with that felt out of alignment. So batching felt so out of alignment. So batching felt so hard because I was trying to live in the future <laughs> and, and, and anticipate what parents were gonna need to hear. And as, like I said, with COVID, it was like, what, whatever I tell you now is gonna be different two weeks from now. So um, I kind of feel like the universe was like, yep, you're on the right path here. So what I do is um, I try and get really quiet. I've created sort of a ritual around creating content. And I don't do this every time, right? Like I'm not perfect. <laughs> this is I'm just putting this out there. Like this works really well when my energy is right. And when I kind of give myself the space and the permission to do it my way, because it's those voices still come in of like, you should do it this other way. Um, but I've created this routine, this ritual for myself where I get quiet. Um, I do a few deep breaths, uh, maybe some chanting, some ohms, um, light a candle and just get quiet. And I set the intention of 
I'm closing my eyes because I'm imagining myself do it. I set the intention of what message do my clients want to hear? What do they need? What conversations have I had with people in the last couple of days? Um, What have I seen on social media in the last couple of days from other people? Sometimes I'll pull a card, an Oracle card to kind of jumpstart that process too. And I really just kind of sit in that quiet of what do I want to share? And then it just kind of flows. And sometimes I need to put on, you know, some music to get out of my head. (laughs) Um, So I love listening to like theta wave music or things that kind of just quiet the brain because in human design, I have an open head like you do too. So it's like all of this mental chatter going on and I need to quiet that. And I think that was a big struggle when I was trying to batch too, is I would have all these ideas and I'm like, oh, like, well, this one's really good talking about kids yoga, but this one's really good talking about parents who are struggling. But do I talk about kids yoga today and parents who are struggling tomorrow or like, so that, you know, then my head was just having all these conversations. So listening to the music, um, I'll light a candle, get quiet and just set that intention. Like I am here to serve my clients. And that's when those sort of conversations start coming back. And then I just start writing down like, you know, what do I want to share? What's coming up? Or what was that story that happened yesterday with my kid that taught me something or that we shared something that I can share uh, or, you know, with my husband or something that happened in yoga class. That's how I create it. And so then I have this list and I kind of look at that list and say, which one of these things feels like the most fun and easy thing to create now, today in this moment. And, and then I create it and I'm still trying to figure out how to batch in there because sometimes I'll create more and kind of that batch for like a week, but I know that I can't batch too far in advance. And so sometimes when I come back to that ritual a couple of days later or a week later, and I look at that list, there's some things that jump off right away. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this thing is still coming up and I can share it now. And some things just don't feel relevant anymore. So I just start the list all over again. So I, I rarely go back to the list I created before. I kind of, I'm just like, I trust that if, if, it, if I didn't create it last week and it shows up again on the list this week, that's probably the priority because now it's shown up twice. <laughs> but otherwise it's like, I don't, I used to have this list of all of these themes and all of these topics. And I would look at this list and feel overwhelmed. And now I'm just like, no, it's going to come to me at the moment when it's meant to come. Um, And sometimes kind of going to the energy, sometimes it's deep stuff, right? Sometimes I'm not feeling great. And I like that quirky, playful, fun side of me doesn't feel like it's on the forefront of my brain. And then I'm like, okay, like, am I meant to share something more serious now? This just happened on Monday. I was like, yeah, like I want to share something really serious now because I've been sitting with it and feeling it for a while. Um, but then other days it's like, I just cut up a whole bunch of tissue paper to do a creative cl- like creation with my yoga students and they thought it was confetti and threw it all over the room. So I'm going <laughs> to take a picture of that and use that because that's just how I feel right now. So it allows me to be more spontaneous, more aligned with my energy. Um, it does mean I don't show up 
as often. Like I'm not showing up every day, which is actually fine for me. Um, because when I was showing up every day, then it was the, I should, I should, I should, I mm -hmm. should. And that just sucked away all the fun and joy out of it. Yeah. And I really appreciate that you combine this, your, your scientific brain, because I understand that when you come from that place and if you're thinking too deep about that, the way that you create content, whether it's through words or whether it's spoken, it takes on a different feeling that just is not in that aligned place that you were talking about. So I love that you combine, you, you know, you have this, this scientific side, but you also bring in this woo side and they meet beautifully in the middle because you have these practices and these rituals set up. And I think even for people who are listening, even having that little ritual, that little habit you do every time you sit to create, because not every day is going to be a creation day. We all yeah. have ebbs and flows in our energy based on the seasons, based on the weather outside. So by getting still, like you said, and listening to ourselves, and this goes against everything I've learned about content, right? Everything that I ever learned about business, Marissa's giving us a way that works for her. So if there's something that resonated with you in the words that she said, whether it's lighting a candle, sitting in the quiet, you know, going out and having fun first, being in that playful mindset, bringing that energy back, how much more fun and easy and lighthearted could not just content creation be, but really the whole business. You could create a different business that doesn't require so much energy that you don't need to give when you could use that energy to show up on the days when it feels good to you. And this idea of showing up when you feel like I know also goes against conventional wisdom. So let's talk about this feeling it and the emotions yeah. behind creation, because there's a lot to dive into here. Well, and I love this because, you know, one of the things that I started to notice as I've been doing this experiment um, is that the days where, when I look at my old content, people are smart enough, right? Like, they, like our energy shows up in that content, whether we recognize it or not. And people respond differently to your content when you're coming from that place of authenticity. So on the days where I push myself to create content or, um, or I don't ground myself before recording a video, I get very little engagement. On those days where I am showing up raw and pure, and I don't mean raw like in pain, but just like as me and um, from this aligned, like I'm connected to what I'm putting out here, the energy that I'm writing matches the energy within, people feel that and respond to it. And so it's actually incredible to see. <laughs> um, and one thing that, um, you know, as the weather's gotten nicer, sitting inside doesn't feel aligned anymore. So I'm playing around with um, having like the voice recorder on my phone and like going for a walk and that being my ritual. Like as I'm walking, like, okay, like what's coming up? What do I see around me? How, how am I feeling? Like you said, it feels a little bit more playful. Um, I'm in nature. So it feels more uh, connected. And then I just record the thoughts that come to my head and I have a voice to text you know, so it automatically transcribes and then I can just look at it and be like, oh yeah, I feel like sharing that. Let me do that. So the feeling, I think, to your original question, 
um, really becomes, it really is an experiment, right? It really is about noticing like where in your body do these feelings come up when you're feeling um, playful, when you're feeling happy, when you're feeling creative, like, where do you, what, how do you feel? <laughs> like just kind of hitting that pause button and being like, okay, let me get curious here. Um, I feel lighter. I feel like I'm kind of floating. Um, I feel calm. When I don't want to create, I feel resistance. I contract. I like, I'm literally like going down the rabbit hole of Facebook or like replying to like, or online shopping or doing something like I'm anything that I can do except <laughs> creating content. Right. So it's like, so it's just getting curious and noticing those things. And the more you experiment with it and notice what feels right for you, the more you can almost tap into it. So I'm just getting to that point where I'm like, I can wake up in the morning and be like, Oh, today feels like a creative day. Um, because I've been doing it long enough. And, and exactly what you were saying, like, I'm not as creative at 8am. Like, it's just like, I know my rhythm and I know that I'm actually better when the kids have gone to school, they're out of the house and I've sort of cleared that energy and like not consumed content, but given myself grounded myself. Um, and then I can go and create. But I used to like have my phone and check it right away on school runs and do that. And then I would come home and be like, right, it's work time. I need to go. And that's when the resistance would come up because my brain was just over, overstimulated at that point. So that's another way that I've experimented. Like where in the day does this energy feel more um, like it's, it wants to be expressed versus like, you know, when do I want to do administrative stuff? <laughs> like, right, right, right. Like I'm tired now. I'll do my admin stuff. Cause that doesn't require a lot of, um, create of creativity. Um, I'm feeling playful and energized now. So I'm going to go create. Yeah. And I have no idea where the idea that we have to compartmentalize it. Okay. We did the school drop off. We did the thing. Now we're going to do the next thing. And I'm not sure where we learned that we need to do that kind of work versus like you said going out for a walk it's one of my favorite things to do as well and the otter voice notes app is the best because that's literally how book number two came to being it was all audio that I converted into text to become the book right so creating this content doesn't have to be hard if yeah. we allow ourselves to number one experience the process experience the feelings giving ourselves space to do so, I think that is such a game changer. And again, it's something that goes against everything any of us have ever learned about business. And the idea that business is a bit built around the masculine energy and the masculine cycles. And, you know, when we can take a step back as women and say, wow, how do I feel? Can I check in with myself? Can I slow down and not tend to everyone else? Can I tend to myself first, look inwardly, and then create from that space? Because it really, like you said, it makes a huge difference. So if you're not posting a lot, however, you're coming from a place when you do post that is full of vibrant energy, full of love, full of intention. It is amazing that people all of a sudden comment 
yeah. or they give you a thumbs up or a heart and you're flooded with all of this positive energy because that's what you've put out into this universe. I totally agree. And I think like, you know, there are periods, if you were talking about cycles before, and we have like, you know, as, as women, we have our, like the moon cycle, the moon has its own cycle. And then we have these seasons throughout the year. So there are these periods where we feel more creative, where we want to, um, where we feel more love, where we feel um, love, meaning like that sort of that, that, um, that happiness, that joy, that playfulness. And then there are seasons that feel like our winter where we just want to kind of hide away and, and um, go within. And what I've found is that by being more in tune with my own season, with the cycles of the moon, with my own cycle, in those moments where I'm feeling withdrawn and COVID brought up a lot of them, um, I'm not hiding as much on social media, right? Like it used to be like, I felt like I had to put something out there, but now it's like, well, if I'm feeling this way, somebody else is feeling this way. Like I'm not the only person feeling in winter right now. So I'm going to just share that and just say, like send out a newsletter and say, you know what? Like I'm kind of feeling right now, like I need to go within. So nobody really fundamentally cares, right? Like people aren't <laughs> sitting there going like, oh, it's Monday and Marissa's newsletter didn't come today, right? Like it's me thinking like, oh, if I don't put it out, they're not gonna know. But that story gets to be quieted when I say, I'm just gonna send an, e send an email or newsletter saying I'm going within and I will be back when I feel like I have something that I can share. But right now I need to take this time for myself. And if you're feeling this way too, here's your permission to hit the pause button, right? So you can actually show up even in that space of like, let's pull in and honor how we feel. You don't always have to show up in that space of like playful and fun um, either if that doesn't feel right for you. So you really get to be honest and vulnerable and courageous all the time. <laughs> well, and, and that's really why this podcast exists too, like to really demonstrate to people that in business, there's lots of different ways. And I, I love to bring on guests and talk about just different ways to do business because for so long, I was stuck in that box thinking I needed to do things a certain way. I had mentors saying, do it like this, like this, like this. If you follow my blueprint, this will be your outcome. It was never my outcome. And I would look around thinking, wait, how are they getting that outcome doing this? And I'm not getting it. And I just felt like, wait, well, if they're getting outcomes and I'm not, there just must be something wrong with me. And that was never the case. It was not recognizing who I was and seeing the value in that. And it was like those subtle shifts that happened. And I know recently you took me through an EFT practice and I had a block about content in particular and about not valuing it. And within just a few minutes of just you talking me through it and letting those emotions rise to the surface and just feeling them because I wasn't, I was really at the end of the day suppressing them trying to push through when what I really needed to do was take a step back and just feel because we're not taught that it's okay to feel things. So if there's some resistance you're experiencing in your life, 
If you're listening to this podcast, maybe press pause and just think about that. Take your phone for a walk. Be your best companion. Talk into your phone, as Marissa has shared, and see what comes from that. It, it is an experiment. And, and Marissa, I love that you use that word so much. And, you know, coming from the human design world, where that's really an experiment, life is an experiment. And what if we just yeah. allowed ourselves to have fun, do things our own way, even though they go against everything we've ever learned, and just try it on for size and see. Marissa, I have so loved this conversation. And I, I know that people listening are going to get so much value out of making that shift and experimenting with the things they're doing and how can they make the content creation in their business feel fun and light and airy and not feel like they have to hide because they're not sure what to say. When they can just speak up, they can amplify their own awesomeness by just sharing their experience. So thank you so much for being here. I wanna make sure people know where to connect with you. Where is the best place for them to find you? Email is the best place to reach me. Uh, I'm not on social, I'm on social media, but I'm not on social media every single day. Um, so Marissa at MarissaRaymond.com. You can come to my website as well, MarissaRaymond.com. I am on social media. I'm MarissaRaymond77 on Instagram. And, um, and you can DM me for sure. Uh, but yeah, it was, it's so amazing to talk to you, Young. And I, I really do encourage people to see it as an experiment, right? Like play around with it. You don't have to, and give yourself some time. Like I'm going to try this for a few days and see how it feels. You don't have to have the answer right away. I love it. Thank you so much for your wonderful world, words of wisdom and just the imagery that you use to talk us through your process. And just, I love the eyes closed and you just feeling the emotions because we so infrequently do that. So I encourage you all today who are listening, you know, just listen to yourself today. Go have fun today and then see what that energy creates in your business. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Marissa, thank you again for being here. I so appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Yang. Holy smokes. I know at the end of every interview I do, I come back and say, holy smokes or oh my goodness, because I just get so much out of being able to connect with other people, living into my human design, into my line four. If you know what that is, you'll understand that connecting with people, networking with people, having conversations with people, that's what drives me. That's what gives me energy. So I want to hear from you. Come on over to my Facebook community, The Arena of Awesome. I love to hang out in there every week. Come and share tips and tricks and secrets on how you can amplify your awesome, use your awesome content, monetize it, and really discover your content goldmine. Come on over to the arena, share your biggest takeaways or ahas or something you're going to commit to doing after hearing this interview with Marissa. Okay, my friends, I will see you inside the arena. I look forward to connecting with you further there, learning more about you, your awesome business. And until then, go out there today and amplify your awesome. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in to the Amplify Your Awesome podcast. If you're ready to launch a podcast of your own, 
And you want to learn how to use Facebook ads properly to build an engaged audience from the get-go, you'll definitely want to save your seat for the Podcast Launchpad. Podcast Launchpad is a brand new two-day live learning experience hosted by me and Facebook ads ninja, Tammy P. It's happening Tuesday and Wednesday, August 24th and 25th. You can get all the details and save your seat at youngpratt.com slash launchpad. We're taking the best of my podcast in a weekend experience and combining it with Tammy's super successful ads framework and compressing time for you to give you success fast. Imagine launching a podcast along with creating effective Facebook ads to supercharge an audience of eager listeners. It can all be yours by heading to youngpratt.com slash launchpad. There's someone out there waiting for your podcast. Let's make it a reality together. Save your seat at youngpratt.com slash launchpad. Until then, my friends, go out there today and amplify your awesome.